Okay, uh, welcome back to another episode of Take File, uh, NBA Talk, Correct Takes Only. We got Mike, we got Ike. Uh, we are coming to you from a Tuesday, March 28th. We got around, what, like seven games left in the season or so. Uh, Final Four weekend coming up this weekend. Um, but, you know, there seems to be a lot of NBA headlines. Um, so let's see, where should we start here? I guess, I guess we can start on, um, sort of checking in on the MVP race a little bit. So Jokic Embiid was supposed to happen last night, um, Sixers at Nuggets and, uh, the Sixers decided to, I think it was the, the verbiage was due to density of schedule, um, sit out Embiid and Harden, you know, it's sort of unclear as to how much it was Embiid's decision. Harden had a previous thing, um, that was keeping him out of some games, but Embiid, this is just pure load management. Um, and then, uh, Kendrick Perkins goes on. Uh, I don't know, NBA countdown or first take or whatever, and is like, he's ducking smoke and is this, you know, to sit out, yeah, yeah, to sit out is soft, is, is not, you know, I do think it was an opportunity for Embiid to sort of deliver this like final statement for his case. Um, and, you know, obviously most of the time load management is happening. It's from an organizational top down sort of directive and the player doesn't have a ton of say, obviously they can push back, but to what extent we don't really know. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think about this? Um, Uh, personally, I'm most confused on the Sixers end is. Like, my thing is, these games are kind of important for them. You know, like, they're sitting, what, third right now? They're three games back from Boston, right? They, you'd think that they'd want to make up these games, right? Um, and that would have been a pretty winnable game if, you know, they would have played. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's still a tall order to catch them in those three games, but I feel like by not going after it, you're, they're going to be putting themselves in a really tough spot come the playoffs. You know, like you're going to have to go on the road to uh, that. That's going to put them in position. You have to go on the road to the to Boston and to uh, Milwaukee, you know, in order to make the finals. Um, so beyond like the Embiid and like the Jokic store narrative, like I just don't get where the Sixers are kind of coming from on that front. Right now. You know, like every game kind of matters for them wrapping up the season. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to go down to four or five or anything like that if if they think they you know might match up to Milwaukee a little better um they're I don't you know because I feel like Daryl Morey is capable of something like that with his sneaky weird shit that he does um oh yeah sorry another thing that I didn't mention is um Embiid had this big interview with Shams that dropped like a day before this where there's a number of quotes about how he like, you know, doesn't care about stat padding and he sort of, you know, points but doesn't point at Jokic and he's like, I don't need to get a triple-double. 
you know, I just like care about winning. Um, and is I think he had also had a quote about how defensive analytics are silly and that they're, you know, might say some guy is a good defender, but it's, you know, you look, use the eye test and you can tell that they're not. Um, just so- I mean, and beat and say that he doesn't care about stats is just a lie. Like that is just a blatant. That's just a blatant lie. You know, I think like he cares more than anyone else in the world right now about the MVP race because that is going to be his legacy. Like I don't see him winning an NBA championship in his career right now and where they're at in Philly. Um, so I do think he needs those things. You know, while Denver, on the other hand, I mean, Jokic already has to right. You know, and Denver is in a better spot to be making finals than. The Sixers are so I think like it is kind of a petty thing right but, like that's just who Embiid is you know and I think it's okay for him to want to win these awards because he I think he also knows their ceiling yeah I totally agree that that it's okay for him to want to win these awards and be open about wanting to win the awards I think it's like weird that he's like taking these shots at Jokic I mean maybe he sees Jokic saying I don't care about the MVP is like maybe taking a shot at him and he's like responding to that. I don't know. I do. I do agree with like the the defensive plus minus thing being like pretty deceiving. Like you, you know, you watch Jokic and you're like, okay, like you know, yeah. this guy's not a great defender. Um, but yeah. but like you know, the defensive plus minus will put him in like top two in the league or something. Um, which it has to do with a number of things, but yeah. Uh, I just think I just think like as a player, you know this interview with this national big time reporter is dropping and you know you are you know, talking some talk in there and then to not push back to the fullest of your capability at you know, I don't know how the inner workings of organizations work. They were they're obviously probably very hard on him to to sit this one out. Um, but I also think like I think it was a back half of the of a back to back or something, and he's like, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna play against Bismack Biombo and I'm uh, I'm not gonna play against Jokic, you know? I don't know. I mean yeah. it, it, the team hadn't been playing all that hot in their past five anyways either. Like I'm pretty sure they're one and four, right? Uh, lost Bulls, three straight. Bulls got their first ever win against Embiid. Uh, shout out. Uh, but, you know, More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of where Philly always goes, and they're just going to start limping into the postseason, and they're just going to kind of bottom up, right? And I feel like this regular season award is going to be really big for Embiid, and that's going to be great. But that's kind of where his seal, their ceiling is where they're at. I, it's kind of strange that like this one game matters so much though for like MVP voting. Like I don't know if it head, actually, you know? but like there's literally 82 games. You know, like his MVP odds went from minus 150 to minus 110 because he sat that game out. Yeah, I saw that. Like, what are we doing? I. <sighs> I, like also, sharp I don't, on the line. I don't really understand what, like, I get Embiid's been really good the past few weeks, 
but there has seemed to be a really like dramatic eighty degree turn right there. like like I don't pretty... know if it was like I don't really see how it's so well he how started it shifted so much I think he just started playing his best ball at the right time. Like, I think that's kind of, like, where it's at. Yeah. Oh, you're but saying, again, like, for Embiid to why be the Embiid favorite? Why is now the heavy, heavy yeah. favorite? It's, I guess 110 isn't heavy, heavy, but, like... But it's still favorite. It's, like, two weeks. I kind think... of when 80% of the season, it's been, like, Jokic on top, and then there's, like, a really quick, seemingly, like, kind of shift where now Embiid's kind of the obvious guy. I think um, part of that had to do with uh, team success, um, where the Sixers have been on the upwards trends for a while now, and um, the Nuggets had like a week or two where they sort of lost some winnable games, like they had like a pretty bad loss um, with like Brooklyn at home, there's like, I I don't know, I can't remember the other teams. to my point they still have like four three or four more wins than them on the season and i mean the sixers are also like one in five or something or one in four one in three in their last five five. it's like i don't i just feel like it was really kind of sudden and i didn't really totally understand what was going on because i don't feel like Jokic really dropped off that much where yeah. Embiid like played really well, and Embiid said the scoring good. stretch. You said that stretch that we just like scored and like so much. I think that really just it's a the points driven league, you know. I I also think that um, I personally think that Vegas actually doesn't really know what's happening in the minds of the voters. Like, yeah. like the you, you know. Obviously, there's that, like, straw poll a few months ago where Jokic was, like, heavily favored. Um, And we'll see what happens in this next straw poll. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, and, and, like, that's sort of what was, like, driving the odds thing. And then I think that's sort of what helped push this narrative the other way, too, was this dramatic straw poll. Um. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with the next one. There's the last one's coming out, I think, this week or next week. Um, and and uh, we'll just have to see. I think lost in all this is um, Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think Giannis has just been, you know, a dominant defender, dominant offensive player, best team in the league. Has been doing it without Drew. By has been far doing the it best team in the league. Yeah. Been doing it on Middleton, <laughs> um, and like there's this sort of back and forth. If Embiid doesn't show up against Giannis, I think that's later this week or, or next week. I think. I think it'd be. I think it's kind of over for Embiid. Honestly, I have a I have a, a, a take to to kind of sit on here. Uh, Denver, sneaky not good team on the road. There's 500 on the road. Is that a take or is that just? Well, I'm saying, watch out, watch out. Come playoffs, that they might, they can easily get knocked off by, by these kings. The kings, eh? Kings. (laughs) Kings. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's let's move on. Um. So the Blazers announced. Or 
I guess Shams announced that uh, Damian Lillard is well. They're like, oh, is they might shut him down for the rest of the year. I think that just means they're gonna shut down Dame for the rest of the year. They don't really have a reason not to. Um, yeah, I thought they announced that they were going right. to. Oh, okay. I th- I thought I thought the original reporting was that they might, but maybe maybe there's yeah. some more reporting coming out that they are. Either way, I mean, I think they should at this point. Um, but I think that I think I think that like they got to get serious, man. Like I think they they got about fucking like they can't just if they have one of two ways to go, right? Like the management can get rid of Damian Lillard and do a full rebuild, and that's not what Damian wants. But it gives him a, a good out, you know. Like he's like, oh, the fucking front office doesn't want me. Yeah, I don't think anyone would blame him at this point. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I'm loyal, but the front office is pushing me out. Whatever, that's fine, okay? Or they they go all in on Damian Lillard. And what that means is is trading away guys that they might want to hold on. So, like, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, like, these are good young assets, and they're sort of the only assets they have outside of Damian Lillard. And... Like, they should get some fucking win-now dudes to put around Dame if they're actually serious about this thing. Or or they're just going to fucking, you know, continue to be mid. Actually, not even mid. Bad. They're not even mid. Yeah, yeah, they're bad. They're actually just bad. Yeah. Even with Lillard. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm trying to think back. What was the highest seed they, they ended with? Like at the end of the season, <clears throat> like three. Uh, yeah, I think they were probably top two or three. I'm going back, man. I don't think they ever. When they made it to the top four finals, they made it to the conference finals in that like weird. Okay, yeah, they were three seed that year. The, oh, yeah, they, they made it to the conference finals nice. in the fucking bubble, didn't they? Bubble. In the bubble, yeah, it doesn't count. No, yeah. not the bubble. No, I thought they did. No, because it, uh... it was the one where Dame hit the six. Uh, yeah, three yeah. point buzzer beater against uh, over Paul choir. George. Choir. choir, yeah. Sorry, uh, that was a little bit derailing, but yeah. I mean, like, they're bad. Um, and like, I don't like. There's not. I don't even think there's a pretty uh, like a right now fix for how bad they are. You know, like I think like it is just times up. Like that era is kind of over, and it's like. You gotta just kind of accept it. Like I don't even think how much better are they gonna get by trading away those like those pieces that they have. Like what what kind of what kind of win now things can you bring in to support with those kind of like? I don't know. Maybe there's a world where they get fucking like Paul George. Like they get fucking yeah. Kyrie Irving. Like they get. What does that do? What I, I just like, think they. What does that do? The way like, they <laughs> leverage like their entire future on the back of like how like thirty four year old Damian Lillard or like I don't think you can trade away like several first round picks to try to just add like the a guy who's gonna over. like kind of probably start going downhill a little bit. Damian Lillard is over. Yeah, you can't properly tank with Damian Lillard on your team. Yeah, which they should be doing. Yeah, I guess they are doing now. 
little late for that though. Yeah. <laughs> what if they what if they get Wemby? <laughs> Sneak into the first pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a lottery, right? Like what if they <laughs> they lose the rest of their games and they're like in good position for fucking the Wemby yeah, sweet even the rest of the, They'd still need even to losing the rest of the game, game they have like the they they'd still be in about the same spot that they're in. Maybe like if they lost every the other one of their games, it'd be fifth. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there's fifth. Yeah. Pending. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's sad when we see errors like this with like players that we wanted to stay in the same city come to an end, and just think that we all have to come to. Yeah, he also it. came out recently and was like, "Yeah, I kind of like hate this whole basketball thing and culture that's going on right now." He like, just wants to work on his rap game. <laughs> like, yeah, I think he <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a a 180 out of Damian Lillard. I'd like to see him be like... In terms of just, like, leaving? Yeah, I'd like to be like, you know, he's dug himself so far in, his his heels so far into this, like, you know... Yeah. I I don't don't care about ring culture, like, I want to win here, whatever. I'd like to see him this offseason just be like, you know... Put me on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't even think like the Blazers would hesitate either. Like I think they'd just be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Like I don't yeah. think they're opposed to necessarily trading him. I think it is on him. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they're they're really just keeping him around out of respect for. It's like the Bradley Beal situation, just kind of times a million. Yeah. Oh, okay. Should we uh, sort of? launch into a, a little Bradley Beal tangent. All right, go ahead. Go okay. Off. So, Bradley Beal uh is being investigated, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For like flicking a, a fan's a hat, hat yeah. off or something. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's, it's totally like 1300. Oh, yeah, yeah, cuz the guy <laughs> lost his like parlay or something yeah <laughs> that's fair that's yeah. fair <laughs> 13 yeah. i got I, what? allegedly what do you mean um, if you're sitting close enough to the court where he can hear you the 1300 is you know probably doesn't mean a lot move on get your hat smacked you made could me you lose 1300 dollars you fuck Beal, according to the report, turned around and walked toward a friend of the man who made the uh, comment and swatted his right hand towards him, knocking the man's hat off it and contacting the left side of his head. So is this uh, man is being chasing any bag, fucking huh? Coward. Yeah, so the <laughs> complaint states that probable bag. cause exists to charge Beal with simple battery and that charges will be I filed with the state attorney's office. No charges so had been happened, filed as of Tuesday morning. <laughs> this happened in Orlando? Uh, yes. At so the this dude is at a Magic game betting against because the, the Wizards lost that game, right? I don't know. Maybe it was like a, a prop bet yeah, with Beal. It's probably just a player prop thing where part of a huge You're taking a prop bet. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is pretty funny. It's like Sort of like the have you have you guys seen anything about the Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> I was reading that. <laughs> I I actually have only seen clips of it, but I was like, 
it seems like the guy just like ran into her from behind and was like yeah. <laughs> i have been permanently yeah. debilitated there's like this that little, little man there's the lawyers just like roasting her yeah. <laughs> yeah. she's like talking about how she's constantly trying to be so small and the lawyer's like well you're not that small she's <laughs> just like you heard him talk about the guy yeah, he's like, he's I like, can't yeah. taste wine again or some shit. Well, yeah, the lawyer's uh, she was like, yeah, this like big man just crashed into me. The lawyer's like, you're a liar. He's so tiny. He's one of the littlest men you've ever seen. It's insane. Whoa. Oh, yeah, she's like, you're lying on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Look how small and, and cute he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Minuscule. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at this ping pong ball of a man. <laughs> Um, I was talking Gwyneth. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, justice for Gwyneth, justice for Bradley Beal, apparently. What? Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, we were talking about Damian Lillard before that. Then you so we're on, to Beal. on the Mavs. Yeah, let's talk Mavs. Um, so they are eight and 13 since the Kyrie's trade, uh, Kyrie trade. Uh, they're in 11th. They're currently out of the plan. Um, Luca. Uh, so they've lost the Hornets twice. Um, and then they beat the Pacers without Halliburton and Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. So like a, essentially a G league team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca got his 16th tee in the second Hornets game. Um, and in the pool report, they said that this was a correctly called technical foul. Um, but then later on, um, Mr. Adam Silver decided to rescind it and uh, give old Lucas another chance. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, I have yeah. a few thoughts on the Mavs. Um, my first one is these games are close, at least. You know, they're like, these playing. Are... They're losing to the Hornets. <laughs> what are you talking about? They had the they're lead. For... They also like the what the first game they lost to the Hornets was like not that like that was pretty convincing that the Hornets were going to win that game. Yeah, it was like seven points. They had the lead for 90 seconds out of 96 minutes in those two games. It, they were still close games. You know? like, yeah. They thought, didn't even have Lamelo. That's your thought on the Mavs? My second thought, my second thought is Luca's got to start taking a little bit responsibility for this too. You know, like I get, I get like the Kyrie stuff. Like obviously it's not awesome the way he's interacting with fans right um and i'm not trying to be a Kyrie apologist but like luka Doncic is also playing these basketball games you know luka Doncic is also out there losing and i do feel like in situations it's easy to just kind of toss Kyrie into the flames like oh look at Kyrie, he's he's blowing it he's blowing these games for the mavs you know um and i don't think that's necessarily all that fair I, um, I don't. I don't know if it. You can really say it's like all on Kyrie. I mean, obviously, it might be like the Kyrie trade just because of what they lost in the trade. 
like not necessarily because Kyrie's like been so terrible because I don't think he's been like that bad. And Luca's kind of still just doing his normal Luca stuff. And it's kind of just like this team is like we talked about it early in the season where even before the trade, it was like these guys are like thin. Like this yeah. is not a deep, deep roster. Deep side. No. Like, and, and then, then they they went all in and traded like all of their whatever, like three through eight guys. Yeah. Uh, third thought is they're still going to make the play-ins, right? You're, we're not going to sit here watching playoff playing games of the Thunder. Like that's not gonna. That's not no. That's not gonna happen. That's could not. Happen. That's not gonna happen. I think that could totally happen. I. It's not gonna happen. I think. Um, yeah, I, I think you're completely right. I think that, um, especially losing someone like Dorian Finney-Smith, is yeah. is really tough. They just have no defense on the wing. Um, they, you know, are forced to play Dwight Powell because JaVale McGee's been so bad and Christian Wood can't defend. And so they have no rim protection and they're, you know, hoping to like put up 130, 140 points and just blow teams out of the water, uh, offensively sort of, you know, sort of like the Kings and just not been successful enough to do that. I, I, yeah, I think they don't have shooters. They don't have shooters. Their shooters have been just absolutely nothing. They've been a little cold, yeah. I think so. That's that's the thing as well. Um, yeah, I I agree with the things you guys are saying about Kyrie. I think we haven't really heard much other than like him like kicking the fan out or whatever. You know that that that'll happen sometimes. I don't. I'm not really gonna like sit here and judge Kyrie for that. Um, otherwise, it's it's been pretty quiet in terms of like the extra curricular stuff with Kyrie. Um, and you know, it seems like he's getting along with the folks out there. I think, what was it? Luca had like a weird quote about Luca's not having fun anymore that you're talking about. Yeah. He's like frustrated and there's like some stuff happening in his personal life as well. Um, I think all of this sort of begs the, the more existential question about the team of like, what you know obviously there's talks of him leaving after his his contracts over even before or whatever but what sort of play style fits around luca you know because like they did it last year with all the shooters you know and like wings like super wing yeah. heavy team and they you know and they had the secondary ball handler brunson um which that, you know losing it was tough but um you know i granted they made it to the conference finals but i don't think anyone really thought they were going to win the title you know and then but like <clears throat> yeah but that kind of makes like then they i feel like they probably had the right formula before you know like maybe not yeah, like I all do... the right pieces but the right formula was there yeah i think it's kind of easy to say like just get wings who can shoot and play defense and are like active but i feel like that is kind of the best thing for him like i don't think he's like christian woods fine but like a scoring center who like needs a lot of the ball or i don't know i feel like he just kind of wants the ball all the time and then like the second ball handler with him like it seems like he that really seems to help but 
I don't know. They got it wrong. Big winner, Jalen Brunson, though. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Huge winner, Jalen. Like, think about if they could have just kept him. Though. I, I, I generally don't think that they would be trading for Kyrie if they still had Jalen Brunson. And part of why they traded for Kyrie is because Jalen Brunson's been so good. I mean, that might be a stretch, but like... Yeah, you I know, mean, they're like oh, Jalen Brunson. He probably wouldn't have been like too much better because, like, playing next to Luca, I don't think would have. I think that limits his ceiling. Like the Nets or oh, the yeah. Knicks, he has a yeah. It's like I don't. Yeah, who knows what's happening with Jalen Brunson okay. if he stays on the Mavs? Like, it's very possible they could have just been like, this isn't good enough. Like, we're just trying the same thing over and over, and they very well could have just traded him. Yeah. I mean, I think that they could probably use, like, a defensive-minded big. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like a, an athletic big, like, who can protect the rim, because yeah. they don't seem to enjoy playing perimeter yeah. defense. That's the thing, though, is, like, those guys – are actually very valuable and um there's not a ton of got like you know i yeah. feel like jared allen rudy gobert nick claxton robert williams all those guys are just like very highly valued by their own organizations yeah. and they just don't you know come available like that yeah um, bill simmons and Rusillo were saying like the nets would be the perfect team for luca like I did hear that. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, just get the forty draft picks ready, Brooklyn. He's next. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, did you hear about? Or well, one last thing about the, the mass thing. So Kyrie was getting booed in in Dallas. You know, well, their team was getting booed. It wasn't him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but like that's not were... something that was happening beforehand. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> like when's the, last, I, when's the last time you went to the to the to the, to the, uh, to, to the TC and you booed the Wolves? It's happened several times this year. When the Wolves? earlier this year, yeah, yeah, when they were like they, to the they were Spurs there was a big dialogue between the players, like Dio, uh, and right. being like, it was yeah. There is a strange because Kyrie made those comments about the fans booing, just being like, yeah, we want to win. It's like. Right. If you play like complete dog shit and lose to the Hornets, it's like you might get booed off the court. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, I think this is a good uh, time for my Pat Bev and the Bulls segment. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, the Bulls currently sit at tenth. Okay. In last slot in the play-in, but. Okay. Ten and six in the uh their last uh, since the Patrick Beverly acquisition, yeah. They were uh twenty six and thirty three before Pat Bev. Hundred thirteen points per game, forty eight point six field goals, uh or field forty eight point six field goal percentage, thirty five from three. A minus 0.3 net rating after Pat Bev 114.4 from the field 40% from three and 25 and a half assists up from 
plus 5.6 net rating. Uh, and <laughs> he, they spoiled LeBron's return. Okay, Pat Bev yep. hit him with the yep. uh, the too small Sully um, after scoring the, the bucket over him. Uh, I think Pat Bev also was talking about how he's got the Lakers circled on his calendar. Yeah, and but he's like a fork when he's a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Pat the Spoon Beverly. Pat, Pat the Spoon Beverly. He also was doing some... Um, he like posted that Charmin ad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, know if that was a real ad. I think. I, I think I it was. Tell. I think it was a real ad. Um, I just Charmin remember soft. him always talking about Charmin soft. So maybe they Charmin just like. Soft. Maybe they just like ended up sponsoring him, but I don't. I don't know. Was that about the Lakers or like I? You know, it had to be. It, had, it was definitely about the Lakers. Yeah. thousand percent about that. <laughs> um I have, I have a couple thoughts so it's definitely better uh when Pepev came to the Bulls it was like the worst stretch of basketball that they had played I think they'd lost like either nine or they lost nine of ten or whatever leading up to getting him um and you know it's that's it's better it's great but by no means does this mean they're playing at all decent basketball like it is not basketball Hey, 40% from three. That's not because of Pat Bev's shooting, <laughs> I'll say. Facilitating, uh, maybe. Did anyone watch, happen to watch the Bulls, either of the Bulls Sixers games? Uh, they played, they played I, back I think the Wolves were playing the night you texted Oh, yeah. my God. It what? was the worst bat. The oh, you mean the like one where it started like forty zero? No, I'm not. I'm not even done talk about that one yet. I'm yeah. talking about the one hundred seven, one hundred four double overtime game. They weren't even getting shots. <laughs> yes, two overtimes, two overtimes, and that game goes under by like thirty points. They wow. weren't even getting wow. shots off. <laughs> they weren't even I getting guess shots off. Were Philly, you know. Yeah, and then the next night it starts twenty to zero. Philly's on the lead. They couldn't even get the ball up the court without turning it over. Like this Bulls team is so flawed and so I will say ready. I, yep, go ahead. I agree that I think they are by far the least like daunting team in the play-in. Like it Bulls, Raptors, Hawks, and like Nets. Because actually he, Miami will win their division, but they're gonna oh. win their division, so they're uh. not gonna. Yeah, that's such a weird rule. Yeah, but they have like the exact same record as the Nats right now, so we'll see how it ends. But yeah, I I'm just like I would, yeah. The other three teams in there. Wait, the Nats on the Toronto. Tie break, though. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I I I, th- I think we beat Toronto. You know, I like I do think there's a path in which they get into the playoffs and then have to f- play Milwaukee and just get absolutely. Dick slapped by Giannis again, dude. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't watch him just take the ball and now it's Vucevic or Caruso try to guard this man and him just slam it down their throat every possession. Like it's, it just like is not fair. It's like it's like LeBronto except for it's y- Chicago. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, 
he is just he just absolutely like I mean it's it's always Bulls in in five, but Bulls in five. Yeah. I yeah. I think they could. Like, I think they could do it. I think they could get out of the plan. I, I think don't. they could too, but like if you're asking me, do I want to see them play Milwaukee? <laughs> Come on, bro. or maybe lose, or maybe lose the second playing game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I think Atlanta's a mess. Toronto's been yeah. weird all season. I, like it, in single games, you know, they could definitely win those games because you have guys like Pat Bev who are just going to want it a lot more than anyone on those other two teams. Yeah, you know, and that's. And that's might just be how it is, but like once you have to play an actual series against the Milwaukee, like and that's who we're going to be playing is going to be Milwaukee. That's going to be fucking stink. <laughs> playing Pat, baby. Playing Pat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's just never like not playoff. You want if you're saying like <laughs> yeah, maybe Pat Bev will just need it, and like that's what'll get us into the playoffs. Like that's not. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's. I think he's going to want it way more than anyone on the Hawks in Toronto. Yeah, but, like, Pat Bev wanting it is, like, you saw it last really year. happy. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that was necessarily his doing. Without Pat Bev, you guys win the playing game. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. completely agree with Mike here. I, th- I, think, I think it was due to Pat Bev that we were there in the first place, and then that's how we got out as well. Um, um, but to an extent. But yeah, I think I think you know, it's a. Well, all right. I have I have a, I have a genuine question. Like, okay. I'm being so honest right now. If you let her play with a 28 and a half size ball whenever she has ball in hands, do you think Caitlin Clark would be more effective than Kobe White? <laughs> Kobe White. <laughs> I. Can't. She might be. She's probably a better decision maker <laughs> than Kobe White. I'll tell you that. Probably like six one, six two. Nah. Nah. I just had that ask that question to, you know, make it seem like a <laughs> a thought, but Yeah, it might be hard, you know, athletically, but if she uh you know, developed a little little like Andre Miller game, you know, got a little stronger. <laughs> Who knows? You know, who knows? Okay. Uh, should we talk? Can we, can we take one quick break? For sure. Okay, so the Timberwolves have won four straight. Um, yep. Carl Anthony Towns is back. Yep. Um, we beat the... Kings, the third seeded Kings last night, who were on the verge of clinching their first playoff berth since um, 1946, and uh, that was stopped. It's been a rough six, eight years. It's tough, uh, but you know, since the Second World War. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I think, so I have a few thoughts. Um, I, I think first and foremost, um, this hasn't been a super gritty team, um, this season, I think. And that's been really, um, 
frustrating to watch. Um, and some of those wins I thought were, were super gritty, cool mm-hmm. wins. Like, uh, I was lucky enough to be in, in New York, uh, for the, the win in New York where there was Anthony Edwards was gone. Still no Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. That was like just Torian s- Prince game. Yeah. There's just some guy, you know, obviously <laughs> that guy, like, you know, dropped Torian eight Prince. of eight. Um, but there are a number of guys that stepped up. Like Mike Conley played out of his mind. Um, Mike Conley's really good. Yeah, and they they found a way to just sort of grind it out. Um, Katz looked good uh, since he's come back. Uh, I think there is sort of a little bit of rust there offensively. Um, but I think I saw someone say this on Twitter. Um, that Finch early in the year was sort of just forcing the Gobert towns combination uh, just for sort of the sake of it to like throw them out there and let them figure it out. Even when it was just not going well. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they've noticed in the past few games where they played together is the coaching seems much more geared towards, you know, coming out on top and like, Get yeah. the, the best five guys out there to, to, to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've kind of turned into, like, a really good defensive team. Like, their starting five, minus maybe Cat, is, like, capable of being, like, an elite defensive team if, like, Anthony Edwards is tuned in and, like, Jaden's obviously unreal, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think Rudy has also, like, stepped up offensively a ton, I think. Like, he's he still does, like, the weird kind of uncoordinated stuff sometimes, but I feel like it's a bit more rare now. Like, he seems to have, I don't know, he at least, either him or his teammates have kind of figured out, like, how to pass to each other or yeah. how to pass to him. I think Kyle Anderson and Mike Conley specifically yeah. are, like, really good at it. So I think playing with Kyle Anderson for a while really helped him. But I have a question for you guys. So what do we deem as a success or like as a failure of a season at this point, like moving forward? Like where do we see like if you get to this point, hey, that's a great that's a great season, where do we end up and we're like, Oh, like we left a lot on the table here. For the for the wolves specifically, would you say? Yeah, wolves. Wolves. Um I think it's very realistic that they could sneak in to the six seed, play the Kings, and win that series. And I think if they, you win a playoff series, I would not say the season was a failure. Like, I would say that would be a, a, a great, um, like, unbelievable success. <laughs> yes, and and um, the and then a failure would be to like not Losing make it into. The pl- or, or, yeah, like losing the playoffs. So fall into the playoffs or fall into the play-ins and then lose. Yeah, like, that'd be like, I, I think that'd be a horrible disappointment. I think. I mean, I also think like I, we play really well against the Kings. I don't. This isn't just like a recency thing because we beat them earlier in the season too. Yeah, I think it's like three-one like on the season. Yeah, I like don't hate that matchup at all. 
on the season so far, you guys are, yeah, you're 3-1. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, like I could see you guys getting that six spot. I think it might be a little bit more realistic if you fall into the, like seven and play in the play-in. You know? Yeah. Um, I do think out of all the teams in the West, that the Kings is probably your best matchup. Like, yeah, and I'm like sure I'd probably way rather probably play the Kings. Say that. But like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely true for the Timberwolves because like I think most but everyone says until they get beamed huh everyone says until they get beamed yeah precisely Timberwolves (laughs) haven't been beamed yeah I mean I thought that I think that like the there's been a lot of talk about how the Kings aren't going to be good in the playoffs and I don't know how much reality that holds um just because like what sorry that they're, that they're going to be bad in the playoffs. You know, I think there's a lot of people believe that and have, like, the either the Suns or the Nuggets or even the Clippers coming out of the West. I don't – you know, it might be hard for the Kings to come out of the West, but I could totally see them, you know, pushing a team like that in the conference finals. I don't know. I don't think they'll be bad in the playoffs. I just think it's going to get a lot harder, you know. Like, I do think it, the games are going to get a lot tougher, you know. And if the NBA didn't allow them to do it back in what oh four oh five was it? You know why would they why would they let them do it now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're um, they're gonna run into LeBron in the first round. That would be fun. really oh. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd yeah. be a fun <clears throat> ass series. Let's see. So the Wolves own the tiebreak. On against the Warriors, the Warriors Warriors against the Clippers, yeah, against Phoenix. Um, probably not going to get to that point, but you never know. Against against New Orleans, against LA, and against Oklahoma City. So, in terms of the tie break, they're in a pretty good place. Phoenix would be a nightmare matchup for you guys. Phoenix is a matchup nightmare for pretty much every team, yeah. Yeah, I think it that's going to be something to to look at a little bit too. Yeah, to see if like anyone wants to like get out of that um that four or five play, matchup. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. Here. Here's the here's something to watch as well. Clippers next what? 6 games. Grizzlies Grizzlies. Grizzlies Grizzlies, Pelicans, Lakers, Blazers, Suns. Other than the, you know, tank blazers, those are some pretty tough games. Yeah, Um, that is another team where you just have no idea, though, kind of. Like, I could believe that they win, like, all but one or two of those, but I would also believe that they go, like, under five. I don't know. I agree with you, Mike. I think they stink. (laughs) They They just beat the Bulls, but they stink. I don't like, think they stink. They stink. <laughs> I think they stink, dude. I don't know. I was watching them the Sam's other day. finally waking up on his clippers. <laughs> Sam's finally opening his eyes. I was watching them the other day, man. And, like, I don't know. They just have a bunch of dudes that, like, are sort of good. Uh, you know, obviously Kawhi is going to Kawhi. Bro, but like, good. Yeah. You know, like, sure. <clears throat> you know, Batum might get hot, like. Whatever. The no Paul George thing is a problem. 
Hey, yeah. the the Ty the Ty Lu uh, Morris stuff. Uh, Long overdue. The, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Marcus Morris. I don't even know if Marcus Morris should be an NBA player. Bro. He's been so bad. Oh my god. Was it Ty Lu who just said he skipped like a hundred funerals? He said he had eight family members die in the past year and he didn't go to a single Fuck. one because he was built different. No, no. That's like an actual thing he said. He didn't say it because he was built different. He said it because the Clippers were family. struggling. He said they were going through a losing streak and I'm built different and I couldn't handle it. He used the phrase I'm built different in his explanation. So he couldn't handle it. So he built different in a poor way, which he could not handle. Yeah, yeah. Seven family funerals. He gets a call from his mom. Yeah, your uncle just died. Damn, mom. We just, we just took a tough loss to the Lakers. I'm going to have to hit you back. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi wants to sit out next game. I can't go. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe when they get Paul George back, they get Norm Powell back. I can, like, start to, you know, see something there. But, like, I don't know, man. I think they stink. I think they suck. Um, I can see it. 27 on our my fucking head, though, yesterday. It was crazy. Yeah, didn't they, like, any, like, eight or something? (laughs) just went crazy on us. Yeah, weird. It's tough. I always forget that man's still out there. Oh, okay. Sorry, we got off track, but <laughs> uh, so March Madness uh, always sort of like a make. Some sometimes you can look really good, sometimes you look and look really bad as like an NBA prospect. I think it's launched some guys into the league, like who actually somehow were have been pretty not somehow, but like have been pretty successful, like like uh, Dante Divincenzo. Sheldon Mack. Yeah. A lot of guys do have these like crazy or CJ McCollum, you know, Gordon Hayward have some great tournaments and they get drafted and they have good. John Moran. Yeah. I mean, if you're the second or third pick, you're probably noticed ahead of that. No, but like he was like, he, his stock just rose tremendously throughout those. It years. did. Like, all right. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, I think this year we've seen a lot of those like actual bigger names get knocked out in like early Sweet 16, second round, you know, and I think that speaks a lot to the way college basketball is moving. Um, and I think, I think it's for the better of college basketball. Um, I think with the opening up of the transfer portal and the NIL deals, like you have the ability to make teams more kind of fundamentally sound for these long stretches, this grind of like what this six to fourteen tournament is. You know, it's hard to win all these games in a row. You know, and when you have when you're built among like with a bunch of like young kids who have only been playing with each other for like a couple months, you know, you might not be as built to win those games, right? Like going into this tournament, the two biggest names in college basketball were. Brandon Miller and what Grady Dick, like get out of Kansas. Uh, you know, he's the biggest yeah. name. I mean, those are, are those probably <laughs> the two biggest names. Like, are you, are you guys you guys know the two Arkansas guard, guards like uh, Anthony Black and uh, Nolan Smith or, or not Nolan Smith? Um, Bum. 
like this uh Nolan whatever Smith, Smith. Was a bomb. Yeah, not not Nolan Smith, but uh whatever the dudes like you yeah, know you those guards. <laughs> it's something <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Nick Smith. Like Nick Smith. Yeah. Nick Smith. Nick Smith. Yeah, but, Nick, sure. Uh yeah, but like those are like the other guys that are probably gonna be top ten draft picks out of this league. And then it's just guys from like overtime elite, right? Then you have Scoot and then you have Victor, right? You have guys who aren't going to play in college right now and they're just choosing these alternative routes. So I think it's ma- it's opening a lot of space for teams. Obviously, the FAU thing, um, I don't want to get into my tangent, but they've just gotten carried there by the refs, whatever. Memphis Memphis should have won that game. Garbage. Um, but you have actually really good basketball teams like UConn, right, who are getting hot at the perfect time, who like were ranked highly earlier in the year, but then they went on a little bit of a skid. And Dan Hurley told us all to take note and watch out, and look what happened, right? They've been dog-walking everybody. You got uh, – Hawkins and uh, Sagonu, right, who's been fasting, by the way, throughout this entire tournament um, and still just getting a 2010s on people's heads. Um, that guy's and huge, animal, man. dude. Yeah. Only 6'9". Yeah, man. It's easily like a 7'1", but yeah. like, And so you have the ability to have these guys kind of explode from – less like not obviously i wouldn't say uconn's a small market team but they're not what they used to be you know and then you have like this miami team who like has kind of been in the conversation the past like two or three years able to make this leap right again uh what they what those drafts did did to my horns will never be forget never be forgiven with that bot when the guy's just trying to box out and gets called for whatever but you know they oh they took down houston they took down like the most aggressive team in, in college basketball. And you have a team like San Diego State who, like, they took out Alabama, right? Um, whether it's pretty basketball or not, like, you don't have to play pretty basketball in college in order to to make it there, you know? And you're not going to see really any of the guys in, like, who are playing in this Elite Eight, playing in this Final Four, who are going to be, like, top 20 draft picks. And uh, I, think, I think it honestly might be good for – Good for college basketball. A little bit of a switch up. I could reply. The four championships before this were all one seeds. Are we sure this isn't just a crazy year? What do you mean a crazy year? Like I just think an it's, anomaly. I mean, I think it is a level of anomaly. Purdue had no business. Like, I think there's been the Ken Palm stuff. This Ken Palm guy is fucking stupid. All right, I like I don't get it, and I will never understand it. <laughs> this guy's stupid. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> no, it's like you who can't you can't compare. Like, it's a guy who's who who's never, like everything college basketball is based off this guy's analytics. <clears throat> okay, right. He created this like system in which he ranks all these teams, right? But you can't compare these teams evenly when you have teams like Houston playing these dog shit teams in the American. It's not fair when you have those teams play, against first teams playing in the Big 12s going through that gauntlet. You can't take the same offensive efficiency when they're playing teams who aren't going to be in the tournament, who have like a bunch of just nobodies versus, versus the toughest conference in the league. So I think that's where the Ken Palm ratings got a little bit thrown out of whack, and you had a team who should have been a one seed in Texas get put into a two seed behind Purdue. And I think it's garbage. But – Regardless, I don't think it's necessarily an anomaly in college basketball right now. I think we'll see more and more of these kind of situations in which these one seeds aren't necessarily going all the way because of situations in which, you know, Brady Dick, eh, 
right? Like, he might be a good NBA player, but he was, like, kind of so-so in those past couple last few weeks of college, you know? Uh, you have guys like so Brandon, Brandon Miller, Miller who, yeah, yeah right? He's he, he, horrible. He, he had a really bad game, you know? Terrible like, shooter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they weren't More of a position it to his shooters, yeah. <laughs> so I just think, like, this is where we're moving forward, especially when you have less talent actually going into college basketball. It's going to be a lot more of a team-driven kind of game. What yeah. if uh, – Just quickly, the, uh, yeah, the, the top prospects, you know, it's like either you go to college and, you know, make what you can off the NIL or you can walk into some more guaranteed money with, like, the G League um, or overtime elite. Um so the top top talents there's like you know some or or overseas even and a lot of uh different options now that didn't really exist before are you gonna say ike uh um i don't know i can't remember uh oh sorry something about yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm just, well, I don't know if I completely buy it because I think there's also an aspect where the transfer portal might make it even more, could make it more top heavy. I don't think that's how it's going to end up working, though, because, like, with the transfer portal, like, those guys who aren't, those, like, big name recruits who, who aren't getting minutes in those top, like, those top. Well, yeah, the guys who are on, like, they might to... get a little less deep, but. I mean, you saw, like, the entire St. Peter's team just, like, left. They left, and all of them went – none of them made the tournament. <clears throat> well, yeah, it was also St. Peter's. So, like, right. that's a rough example. I know. Right? I don't know right. if, like <clears> – <throat> I don't know if NIL is going to help smaller schools. I don't know. I, I don't think NIL necessarily would, but I think the transfer portal really will. I think the transfer portal opens up. Like, you can get caught – like, if you are not happy in your – and you're, like uh, – um, at your Power 5 conference team, a mid-major can hit you up. You're like, hey, we have a starting spot for you. We're going to be a team where you can like make a difference and you can help help lead us into March where you can make your name out there. And, I think but then open the up team who lost their bench guy takes the best player from that mid-major team. Yeah, but the best player on that mid-major team isn't going to be – like, isn't necessarily going to be like the same thing as the guys that they had before, right? Like, I don't I know. I just feel like this is kind of a – another situation where it's like kind of capitalistic where i think the teams who have the biggest nil and the most like lure in the transfer portal are probably still gonna but if you're not a name you're not going to get money in the nil yeah it's not if you're, if you're a guy who's getting like 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 10 minutes a game like getting having five and four at a at a big school you know it's gonna be really and you feel like you can do better, those mid-majors are going to come knocking and you're probably going to listen, you know? And those guys who are doing really well, those mid-majors might declare, right? Or if they go to a big school, like, it's not – I don't think it's going to balance out, like, the same kind of structure it has been now. You know, I think it'll, it opens the door for, for like, UConn, right? For teams like UConn who built off the – who built off this, right? For teams like – But UConn's um, like Miami. a big school. Like a, that's but a they, powerhouse in basketball. Have they been? Oh, like once they've like, won like censored? two national championships in like fifteen years. Yeah, didn't they? they won one recently. They won no, they one. Won. In, they won one with Kemba. 
and then oh, they won the nine seed one. Yeah. All right, but still, like they hadn't made the tournament in like hot second. You know, like the whole Big East is back because of the transfer portal. The entirety of the Big East is is considered basketball relevant again. You know, well, yeah, they're big programs. But they hadn't been for so long. Like, you can be a big program a and not be like a great team. Right, but they're not like in the in like that like power five conference like kind of conversation, right? Like that, the basketball is starting to get run by the ACC, the SEC, not the Big Ten. The Big Ten always fucking sucks. Uh, the Big Twelve, um, the uh, Big Ten Pac-12, is hard, right? baby. Big Ten is not hard. <laughs> Big Ten is not hard. Uh, but their best players just cheat all the time. But now I feel like it opens up. Right, I think the big, the big twelve, uh, the Big East is is more is relevant again. You know, you have. I just think it brings back a lot of relevancy to programs that have not been relevant for a long time. Ooh. Like watch what watch what Saint watch what happens with Saint John's and and Rick Pitino this year. Yeah, but that's like anywhere Rick Pitino goes. I mean, Iona was like a fifteen seed. Iona. They had they won their conference. Yeah, it's Iona. They had to win their conference. Yeah, they they were getting they were getting him beforehand. Yeah, great. All right. Um, any guys you want to highlight in the tournament that you think have maybe boosted their stock? And then we can wrap it up. Uh, to be honest, like I don't think there's any guys who are gonna be like jumping. Because of the way this tournament, maybe like the two dudes from UConn, if they decide to declare it, it's about Bonu and Hawkins, um, probably those two, uh, the Smith and uh, uh, Black from Arkansas. They when they beat Kansas, they played really good games. You know, um, Brandon Miller, I think, probably solidified that he's gonna be the number three pick. Grady Dick probably hurt his stock a little bit, like the way he's been playing. People, a number of people have Brandon Miller at number two, actually. Over Scoop? Oh. Yeah. They this get, podcast like, doesn't. They got some. <laughs> not, not, our, not our mock. <laughs> hey, I got some questions about Scoot's jump shot. Scoot's been Uh-oh. shut down for a while. Brandon Miller yeah. got that stendo. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> that thing on him. Um, Facilitator, guys, not a shooter. Yeah, so I don't watch a ton of college basketball. Um, so, you know, I don't have much to say about what you guys were talking about. But uh, I did like what I saw from two guys, um, and that they were uh, Jaime Jaquez. Ah, yeah. I thought he was pretty good. <laughs> I liked that guy last year, too. But I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good. And I think he could be like a like yeah. an NBA glue guy, you know, just sort of a, a connector type. I'd say that's his ceiling, yeah. I don't know. And then what, like what a... team? What team is? What team for the next guy? Let me guess. Who you, who you, who you like? Uh, Houston. They're all beat. Uh, the dude who can't get his groin fixed. Uh, you remember his name, Mike? I don't know who you. Oh, you're talking about the guy who was hurt coming in. Yeah, who's? <clears throat> uh, I forget his name. Who, who are you thinking of, Sam? Jarris Walker. No, he's the he's right. the he's Fair. the big guy, and yeah, it's um, tough. Yeah. 
I thought he, like, in the, the last game where they got upset, I thought he was just, like, settling too much for, like, crappy jump shots, and they shut him down pretty well. But, like, um, in the a few games previous, I thought he looked, like, pretty dominant, and he's got the, uh, the physique, I think. Um, and, like, defensively looked really good, too. I don't know. I actually have three people. Um, that probably won't, that aren't going to go first round. Uh, Sir Jabari Rice, watch out for him in the future. Uh, absolute knockdown shooter. Um, just, a, just basketball player. What's Marcus him? Carr. Uh, tech, both these guys are from Texas. Marcus okay. Carr. Marcus Carr is uh, 40. He, Marcus Carr played for the Gophers for a little bit. He's like he legitimately 25 old. years old. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to carve himself out. Great IQ. Great <laughs> yeah, IQ. I would hope so. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then I would love Bulls take that second round shot. Caitlin Clark. Replace <laughs> <laughs> Kobe. Hey, I was watching the. Let her play with twenty and that, dude. I was watching the end of the of a Texas game again. I can't remember against who, and that the tall kid looked pretty good. <laughs> Yasu. Yeah, like Desu or like something. Dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, it's gonna be a fun end of the March Madness and fun end of the season, hopefully. Uh, Ike, would you like to uh, wrap Hang us up? Hang things up. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go with Calico Jack. You guys know Calico Jack? No. He's a pirate in the 1720s in Jamaica. Okay. But yeah, they uh they wrapped him up good. Uh, Calico Jack, rest in peace, everybody. Uh, don't forget to uh, wrap it up. He has my birthday. You and Calico oh, Jack share December twenty sixth, but sixteen eighty two. Calico Jack. <laughs> Should start telling people that. Okay. All right. All right.